Hello and welcome to the SJP Wrestling Podcast. Thank you so, so much for pressing play on my show today, a Radio Techers production. And also, thank you so, so much to the band Awake by Design for their single, The Coming Tide, which you should be able to hear underneath my voice right now and will also play us out at the end of the show as well. Check out Awake by Design on Spotify, YouTube, all the other social medias you can think of as well. Their new album is an absolute stormer. The Coming Tide, their new single that you can hear right now, is also an absolute belter of a record. Check them out. I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. On today's show, we have a little bit of, uh, I suppose, a double header, I guess. Um, shortly, we will be getting to a conversation I had with Mr. Tyler Peters, somebody who has done a few podcasts in the past, has worked with CCW in the States as a commentator on a couple of occasions, and he's now starting a new venture where he's writing articles about things that interest him mainly professional wrestling but he's also done a very good one in the last week or so about the original halloween movie that i enjoyed Uh, tyler and i discuss our love of old school professional wrestling uh, a little bit about what we think about the current product and then we discuss um, how he's gone how he's sort of settled into this new new venture this new idea of his to start his own site with some articles and how it's going very much in its infancy but it's a really interesting conversation Tyler's a great great guy I really look forward to him coming back on the show and discussing wrestling with me again before we get to Tyler however we have a quick catch up with our good friend Cubal of numerous companies dotted around the UK we spoke with Cubal way back on Christmas Eve about his career in wrestling, his start, and so on. This is the bit of a catch-up, see how he's been getting on, uh, what he's been doing uh, wrestling-wise, tag team matches, singles matches, a big variety of companies as well. A great catch-up with Cubal there. Uh, I saw one of his matches live recently, really enjoyed it. It's always good having a conversation with him. Before we get to either of our excellent guests today, though, I want to give a quick shout-out to my other show that I do jointly with my good friend, Mr. Mags also a Radio Techers production, and that's Chain Wrestling, at Chain underscore Wrestling on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and there is a TikTok, but I really don't know what I'm doing, if I'm honest, so Twitter is the best place to find it. Uh, This week, so that will be when this show comes out on the Thursday, this next episode of Chain Wrestling is Monday night, normally live, 9pm UK, 4pm Eastern. This week we're running a Halloween competition, it's a Halloween special episode, Uh, lots of Halloween features themed things going on, the Halloween themed matches we'll be looking at, a Halloween themed non-wrestling topic that we'll be discussing, um, discussing various other Halloween themed ideas and moments and so on in wrestling, as well as running our first ever competition. People have messaged the show and spoke in the live chat uh, on the show about getting some chain wrestling merch, some, whether it's mugs or t-shirts or various people have asked for, for different items. This is an opportunity for everybody who has mentioned this or requested this to get some very unique one-of-a-kind merch. And I'll tell you how you can go about this right now. All we're doing is we're requesting people send in pictures of themselves in fancy dress for Halloween. Now, that could be a new image for this Halloween. It could be an old image. It could be last year or the year before. It could be an image of you way back when. You know, any image will do. As long as you think it's you know, something you wish to share with us, wish to share with the show, um, it's all going to be a, a good bit of fun, having a laugh and a joke and so on about how daft people look or how brilliant some costumes can look as well. Um, send those images in via DM 
to at chain underscore wrestling or preferably to mr mags himself at podfather mags on twitter um, uh, if you need another way of getting hold of the show by all means contact us on facebook and we'll figure something else out that way as well send your images in to those twitter accounts there via dm Magsy and I on the night, live Monday evening for Chain Wrestling Live, will decide upon the winner. And the winner will then get a, a very unique, one-of-a-kind Halloween Champion 2021 Chain Wrestling t-shirt, as well as other bits and bobs as well, badges, stickers, all, all sorts of great merch and, and, and stuff going on as well. The only thing you need to do to be eligible to enter this competition is be following Chain Wrestling on either Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whichever is your chosen uh, preference in social media. So that's at chain underscore wrestling there. Be following Radio Techers also at Radio Techers. But most importantly, be subscribed to the Radio Techers YouTube station, which you can find very easily by looking on any of the chain wrestling social media or any of the SJP wrestling podcast social media as well. Uh, get that done send your pictures in join us grab a drink Monday night uh, sit down chill out I mean what else are you going to do on a Monday evening eh? it's the worst day of the week sit down have, have a drink have a chill out chat to people in the in the live chat interact with me and Mags I'm going to be dressed up looking ridiculous Mags is going to be dressed up but he says he's going to look badass so I, I, I no doubt for a second he will and I'm going to be just looking silly next to him but there we go it's going to be a good laugh it's always a good crack on chain wrestling anyway so get your pictures sent in win yourself some goodies have a good bit of fun tell your friends get everyone involved just make sure you're following the relevant social media accounts and the Radio Techers YouTube channel to make sure you are eligible to win these prizes doesn't cost you a penny so easy to get involved and i guarantee you you will not regret it before we depart you can follow me at sjp words on twitter you can also follow the show at sjp wrestling pod on twitter facebook and instagram uh, and also radio techers give them a follow check them out as well have a look out for uh, chain wrestling as well this week and also when this show comes out on the friday so the day after the release of this show is the waiting room debut me and mr benny mac at waiting room underscore on twitter and other social medias available as well uh, our first episode of our look back on the late 80s early 90s tv show quantum leap i've had a great great time recording this with benny it's been awesome we've done season one it's all going to come out you know you know weekly every friday give a few episodes a listen get you know send in some feedback at sjp words at benny mac uh, b-e triple n y mac and at the waiting room pod underscore for feedback on that show as well i hope you'll check it out i'm really proud of it benny's really proud of it radio techers are super excited to have it so yeah check out that podcast as well a new little venture for me stepping away from wrestling in something that i'm uh i'm very passionate about a show i loved when i was a kid hopefully you'll check it out so yeah there we go i suppose that long-winded intro from me this week i guess has uh ticked all the boxes that it needs to tick we are speaking with tyler peters towards the end of the show i need you all to check out the waiting room podcast on friday when it comes out and get involved with the chain wrestling halloween special and the chain wrestling halloween costume competition and win yourself some goodies it doesn't cost you a penny it's going to be a good crack as always i am Sai at sjp words to follow me now let's get on with our catch-up with the wonderful incredibly talented cubor Hello, 
This is Charlie and you are listening to the SJP Wrestling Podcast. Keyboard, my friend. Welcome back to the SJP Wrestling Podcast. How are you doing, sir? Good day. I am back. Uh, thank you very much for having me back on. It's, uh, it's a pleasure as always, man. I'm very, I'm doing very well. And how the hell are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Happy to be talking with you again. Um, obviously, last time we spoke was going back quite a way. I think we were still very much in the, in the middle of various lockdowns and other horrible nonsense going on in the world. Um, for yeah, those sorry. interested, my previous talk with Cubo, um about his career, how he got into wrestling. Uh, left for a while came back and so on um it was the christmas eve episode of the sjp wrestling podcast you can find that via visionaries global media online and spotify and so on it way back in uh, early digits days it was quite a while ago wasn't it bud oh yeah yeah a while ago back in yeah like you said back in the early days but it's all good you know yeah. back here and let's have a chat what would you like to know <laughs> Well, I just thought we'd have a little bit of a catch-up, um, seeing it's been a little while since we've spoke. Um, I'm trying to sort of go back, have a catch-up with previous guests. I mean, obviously, it's been a while. The show itself went on hiatus for a while as well. So it's just good now. Wrestling is kind of, uh, for the time being at least, I suppose, kind of opening back up. And people yeah. are getting to, well, people such as yourselves are getting to go and actually go out there and work for different companies. People such as myself uh, are getting to go along and watch you work for these various companies. Things seem to be opening back up again. So I just thought we'd have a little catch up, see how things have been, how things have been going, how things have been going along, um, yeah. and then potentially get you back on to do something, some a little bit more uh, normal format of the show in future weeks, my friend. Sounds good, man. I'm down for that. Excellent stuff. So um, you've been quite a busy boy haven't you i have indeed yes yeah. since uh since the lockdowns uh well during lockdown as well as, as doing bits and bobs of different uh promotions but um mm-hmm. yeah since we've been able to sort of interact with people like you know socially again and all that yes i have been a bit of a busy boy yeah <laughs> yeah i mean I, I see you've worked all over the place as far as i can tell uh pro wrestling carnage Slam yep. Masters, Ring Wrestling Stars. I saw you uh, with my wife and my youngest daughter at a show in Evesham for EVM Wrestling. There, man, you know what? I thought you was there. You should have come up to me. Honestly, you should have come up to me. I didn't realize you was. Well, I looking back, I yeah, I realized you was there, but at the time, I didn't realize it was you because I've never <laughs> seen your beautiful face. So you should have came up to me and said, "I uh, honestly, I I, uh, I encourage it to anybody." Ah, uh, yeah, definitely. Well, no, I, I'm hoping to make more shows there. My wife and my daughter both really enjoyed it as well. I mean, our, our, mate, our local company, the one very that sort of runs literally just down the road, it's like a 10 minute drive, is Evolution Wrestling. So we go to that one fairly often just because of the ease of it. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't drive. Yeah, yeah, of course. I don't drive myself, so I'm very much dependent upon the wife if we decide to go and take in an event slightly further afield such as an evm yeah. show in Evesham or wherever but my wife and i and charlie my youngest had a great time uh david eaton and uh, joshua goodwin both yeah. good friends of the show as well and they worked that card as well so right. yeah it was good it was good it's good seeing you guys who i've spoken to a great deal um actually working uh, and seeing you with my own eyes as opposed to just talking to you or watching matches on youtube so to speak yeah yeah definitely it's a uh, it's a bit of a different experience <laughs> yeah you know. it is it is i also saw as well i mean this is something that i, I, I sort of keep an eye on everyone's social media your facebooks and, and you know various wrestlers use twitter and so on as well um and just to sort of 
just just sort of keep up to date with what people are doing and, and so on and catch any shows that sort of come my way um yeah. i saw something about you wrestling for the siren sister wrestling federation and it, from what i understand i mean you have to talk me through this from what i understand you, you won a championship early in the show but then dropped it again later in the show. Can you talk us through that? So that was actually Slam Down Wrestling, which is based in oh, okay. Siren Sester. So Slam Down Wrestling and Siren Sester Wrestling Federation, they're like sister feds, you know, brother and sister kind of thing, you know. It's two promoters. They're both friends. They go way back, you know, so they work together kind of thing. Right. Okay. So that one was that. I can't remember off the top of my head now when that was. A few months ago. Yeah, I think it might be maybe trial end of August, potentially. Yeah, it's August sounds correct. Yeah, sounds about right. So, yeah, um, yeah. so Thundercat Darren Brown is the current Siren Sessor Wrestling Federation Anywhere, Anytime champion, which work at the uh, the WWE's 24-7 championship bout kind of thing, whatever. Right, okay. So he had a match against a guy called Endless Lee, and, um, you know, they did the match. Darren Brown won. Congratulations, pal. So I thought I'd take it upon myself to just interject my you know just just to get in there when he's <laughs> celebrating i thought i'd go in there and knock him back about a bit of my tag partner big d and uh pin him get the one two three and then i became the anywhere anytime champion at the start of the slam down wrestling show so that was fun and then uh towards the end of the show well at the end of the show something happened i kind of got a bit cocky and um yeah he took it back off me the sly git it was an exchange literally with the same opponents then, I suppose. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So at the end of the show, there was a, a rumble, a Royal Rumble, Battle Royal. So whoever won that would face the uh, the current Slam Down Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, which is now Big D, my tag partner. Again, if he's listening, congratulations, D. You're awesome-ish. Um, <laughs> I'm the better one. So, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I was about to win that as well. You know, it, it, you know, the next show, which is December the 5th at the Siddington Village Hall, it could have, it should have been Big D versus Q-Ball, you know, but mm-hmm. Darren Brown got the better of me. I eliminated a few people. I turned around. He gives me, I don't know what he calls it. He calls me a super kick, which actually hit me in the chest. So it didn't really have that much of an effect. And he hit me three times with that same move and he eliminated me. So he ended up winning. So it's going to be Big D versus Darren Brown for the title, I think, at the next show, I believe. And then, like I said, I thought I got a bit cocky. I wanted my revenge. I thought I'd go in there and beat the living hell into him. But yeah, he took got the better of me again. But that's what happens, you see. You know, that's what happens. You get cocky and then things like that happen to you. So lesson learned. You know, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, the the anywhere, anytime uh, sort of concept, I guess, as you said, the twenty four seven WWE title, uh, and I suppose the old old hardcore championship as well that WCW had yeah. and WWE had. It's a similar kind of kind of concept, kind of vibe to that sort of championship. There is that something you particularly enjoy working in that that style of match, that style of anything goes, any it can pop up at any any occasion, or do you prefer? more of a sort of structure to what you're doing because again we'll go through it shortly but seeing what you've been doing literally just in the last maybe three months the matches you've worked in have been incredibly varied in type i mean is this a a, a sort of format you enjoy well i mean it keeps me on my toes yeah definitely you know um because when i was the champ yeah the anywhere anytime champ for you know what was it a couple of hours i did have to you know, keep looking behind me just to make sure nobody's there. And 
luckily, you know, my pal Big D, he did have my back as well. There was a few times when somebody, a couple of people did try and take it off me. Like, like I said, endlessly, he was one. Dangerous Danny Owens, Brucey Blanche. Uh, I don't know who, I can't remember who else was there at the time. Like Lewis Blaine, he, he tried to get it. But luckily, you know, I'm, I would say I'm quite clever. You know, so I kind of have a couple of tricks up my sleeve. Ah, and, right. <laughs> uh, you know, so I kind of, you know, thankfully I managed to, you know, retain him. And then Big D is why I had my back, bless him. He's a, he's a good egg. He's a good egg, Big D. You know, this, this is why we get on in some places. That's something I wanted to speak about as well, actually. Yeah. Um, just looking back through some of the matches that you've had over the last few months. And also a couple that I've, I've sort of watched clips of myself as you've been posting them. You, you wrestled Big D yourself. Um, yes. Now, obviously, in uh, and there's a big list of companies you're currently working for. You're sort of jumping between, in and out of, and so on. Um, and a lot of these companies you've held titles in, whether yeah. that's singles championships or or with Big D, they're tag titles as well. I mean, at one stage, you know, you it looked like looking at your social media pictures, you and Big D might have needed to hire somebody to carry all the belts for you. There was that many <laughs> of them. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's true. It's curious to me. <laughs> Um, how how that works with regards to your your say uh, the tag team champions of one particular company, but then you're facing each other in the main event in, in another company, your opponents. Yeah. So I mean, how how does that dynamic work? Is does that cause issues between the two of you uh, at all? Or I mean, I suppose I suppose the thing I'm trying to get at is, from my standpoint as an adult, knowing how wrestling works, I understand these things. Yeah. But wrestling is so much more open now and people can look at your social media and so on. If, say, um, a young fan saw the two of you work as a tag team and then saw you working against each other elsewhere. Confusing. Yeah. How, 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 does, how do you think that sort of... I mean, 30, 40 years ago, not a problem. But now with everything being online yeah. and so on, I suppose it's, it's a different, different kettle of fish, I suppose. Yeah. All I can put it down to is competitiveness. Because okay. we we have been known to be com- uh, competitive, um, and I think what happened was happening ring wrestling stars. Uh, he so basically Big D turned, has turned his back on me in ring wrestling stars. I think there's a reason for it, but I don't know. He is not currently talking to me about it, so it's kind of like the less is said about it, the better when we go to different places. Okay. Um, you know, there's still a bit of tension between us where wherever we go, but we can some some reason we can sort of work together in different promotions, like you know, Pro Wrestling Carnage, Slam Masters Wrestling, Slam Down Wrestling, Simon Sesta, uh, and all that. But I am going to put it down to maybe a bit of jealousy because um, because of where I am in RWS, uh, and again, competitiveness. Um, like I said, he turned his back on me a few months back in RWS and left me to defend what would have, what was our RWS tag team bouts. Thankfully, I retained all by myself. It was myself versus uh, Stevie Jones and Nephilim. I retained in the first match we had, and they uh, requested to have another uh, match against my, just me, you know, so it was just a handicap match for my RWS tag team bouts, uh, mm-hmm. the following month. And I'm, I'm Cubo. I, I love a challenge. I'll accept pretty much any challenge. So I was like, yes, I wrote, you know, put my signature down on the contract and all that mumbo jumbo. Um, unfortunately they, they got the titles off me, you know, it's just, uh, you know, the numbers got the better of me, if you will, you know, they pulled out a few tricks that 
you know, that they've learned from me by watching because they obviously done their homework and they got better of me. And then, um, yeah, I think it was all a plan. I think it was all a plan for Big D for it to happen, to be honest. I think he's behind it. Um, I don't know. Like I said, he turned his back on me. I think it might be because I learned to appreciate the fans during lockdown. Um, right. Whereas he hasn't, you know, he's still this big, bad dude. And, I'm, you know, I, I, you know, I appreciate the fans. He is a big, big fan. Yeah, he, he's a big dude, as you would have seen at EBM. Yes. But, um, you know, now going forward, I know he is in line for the IWS like, main title. So I think that was his goal. You know, he got what he wanted. He got a championship goal about uh, with me and he wanted more. So I think greed as well comes into this. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, he, I, know he's, I know he's in line to be going for that title, for the main title. But if Big D does listen to this, he needs to know that I am going to be his thorn in his side because I've, I've got a, I'm on the singles run now. You know, I'm going to be going for that title. So if he gets, somehow gets that title... I'll be there behind him. I'll, I'll be next in line for that title. So he needs to be ready for me. Even though he did beat me, but that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. You know, I've got a couple of tricks up my sleeve, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> um, at one moment I saw um, posted more than once on um, your social medias and, and the, the company themselves, their, their social media, when you faced Big D, yeah. was the pair of you, um, and I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. I, I called my daughter downstairs. I said, come look at this. This is great. Um, no, thank you. <laughs> I, uh, you kind of, the pair of you kind of spilled outside. I, I don't know if it's yeah. like, it, it came across to me like um, Big D when you hit him, fell against effectively like a, a sort of... Um, fire exit. Yeah, fire exit with the, the metal bar you sort of pop the door open with so it, it fell open. Um, yeah. He stumbles outside. The fans follow you outside to carry on watching this match, which I thought was lovely. I thought that was for, for young for youngsters going along to wrestling events. It, sitting in your seat watching the show is, is 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 brilliant, and you see all these happy little faces staring up at these these huge characters that they they adore. Yeah. But this, they're following you around as you go outside onto the grass around the picnic tables and so on. I thought it was just I mean, visually to look at it was great, but secondly, the the the, the little faces around you following you, the joy on their faces was great. And then yeah, you run hop onto the seating part of a picnic table, then the actual yeah. table part, and fly off it and clobber the guy. Yeah. Now, I've never seen that before. <laughs> and well, I've watched a know, lot of pro wrestling, so I enjoyed that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's something that I've not really seen. I, I, the last time I've I seen something like that happen was, um, I can't remember what promotion it was, but it was uh, between, I might be wrong, it was between Chantal Jordan and, I can't remember what the guy's name is. Joey Janella, Joey Janella, maybe. Yeah, I think. Okay. Um, where she climbed up a, I think it's like a telephone box. You know, like the old school telephone boxes, like they're, they're red and they. I think she yeah. jumped off one of them, like crossbodied onto this Joey Janella guy. I think it was, and that inspired me. And I was like, one day I need to do this. So you know, we had this match myself and Big D. I was like, right, this is my perfect opportunity to do this. So yeah, he fell out. I was like, right, that's my opportunity. I need to get this big guy down. He's a big guy, like you know. And that was the one. That was the only time I ever got him down in that match, and it worked. You know, like you said, I had all these people come out, all these kids coming out, you know, chanting Cuba whilst I was doing it. It meant a lot. It was, it was, it was amazing for for them to come out and follow us. You know, because to, to me, that means they, they was invested in the match. You know, yeah. they wanted they wanted to see Cuba beat Big D. You know. 
Yeah. yeah. Spoiler it alert. Was, it was. <laughs> but spoiler alert, it didn't happen, unfortunately. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, but it is what it is, you know. But yeah, it was it was it was a good moment. It's probably one of my top moments in you know in in RWS I've had since I've been there. Yeah, I, with regards to um, ring wrestling stars, something else I took away from watching a couple of videos that they've been posting uh, is, and and please don't take this as, as a slight on the company in any way, shape, or form. But it, it opens up okay. quite a few interesting questions for me. It's a, quite a small ring. Now. Yeah. I've seen yeah. you work <laughs> tag matches in that small ring. I've also seen you work um, with, well the, well, the handicap match was in that ring. So there's the three of you plus the referee as well. Now you yeah. go elsewhere, the rings are obviously bigger, but then on the other side of the yeah. coin, you're also wrestling singles matches, handicap matches. You had a six man tag in slam masters wrestling recently as well. I believe, I mean, these yep. are, these are a lot of dynamics that are changing from week to week. It's not just turn up, wrestle, go home. I mean, yeah. do you, does any of this cause an issue timing-wise when you're running the ropes or you're, you're running into the turnbuckles with regards to ring size? And and also, with regards to the different types of matches, the the, the Battle Royal you mentioned, the six-man, uh, the handicap, singles contest, whatever, do you have an overall preference? Okay, so the different size rings, it's just about being able to adapt. You know, every... Uh, yeah, sorry, I got a bit of a dirty mind. Most wrestling rings, there we go, <laughs> I'll say that. You know, obviously, most wrestling rings, they're built to, I don't know, about a 16 to 18 foot size in the UK, especially, you know. I think there's only one promotion that may have like a big 20 foot, 24 foot. I'm not sure. Okay. But when you are in a promotion and they have a smaller wrestling ring, you are forced to adapt. And if you can adapt to that, you know, working in that, in that wrestling ring, then... You, you know you're laughing it, it's fine you know but um you know it, yeah you know when we first started wrestling in that rest that smaller wrestling ring it was a bit little bit difficult but again like i said it's just about adapting that's literally all it is you just gotta adapt to your surroundings and you just gotta pull on the best performance you can regardless of the size of the wrestling ring yeah i'm um, sorry to interrupt i, I want to stress yeah, this point i want to stress this point as well that the clips and the moments i've seen and, and the videos I've seen, it doesn't take away in the slightest. It just no. raised more of a question f- from my standpoint. I, mean, I suppose it's just how my mind works. Because obviously running the ropes, you know there's a certain number of steps. Or or your body, I yeah, suppose muscle right. memory, they call it, I guess, isn't it? Where you sort of hit a certain spot and you know you're turning here and, and so on. And it, I suppose, becomes second nature with, with guys such as yourself who, who are working all over the place uh, and working as much as you are. So when I see the dimensions change... Uh, not, not dramatically because it's not it's not a ridiculous difference but it's yeah. noticeable it yeah. kind of opened my my mind sort of started thinking well okay how does that affect things for the performer itself yeah yeah no it's a, it's a good question it is yeah it's a really good question um yeah like i say it's just about adapting you know there are some moves that are difficult to, put, to do in that ring because just because of how smaller the ring is Mm-hmm. But you know, as you've as you've seen some of my stuff and in, in being in that wrestling ring, not much changes. It's, you know, so it's it's not much of a difference. There are smaller wrestling rings that you know I'm thankfully not being in them rings. If that makes sense, just because some of them look do look a bit too small. But okay. I mean, yeah, like I said, a good worker can adapt, and that's all it's down to, really. You know, it's pointless moaning about it because it doesn't change it so you just got to go no. in there do what you can <laughs> and then you come out thinking i've done that and then happy days um 
I don't know what your other question was. I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I do tend to ramble. I apologize. Um, <laughs> That's right. No, it's all good. That's all good. It's, it's the sort of variation in match type, I guess, because in the last, well, I suppose literally a couple of months, I've seen pictures, videos and comments about you working uh, a handicap match, as you explained earlier on for, for yeah. ring wrestling stars. I know you worked a six man tag in Slam Masters. I know that yeah. you, well, you've, you've said it yourself on this discussion we're having now about a battle royal, Royal Rumble type match as well. You've also had singles yeah. contests, and then you have this um, anywhere, anytime championship thrown in the mix as well. Do you have a preference to singles, tag, six man, or anything like that? Or are you happy to do either or? I mean, to, to me, there always must be one that you favour, even if it is only slightly. Yeah. Um... I do enjoy a good tag match. Um, okay. Six man tags, six man tags can get a little confusing at times. <laughs> I must admit, but um, Lots you know, of just moving parts, two on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I suppose you know it's good for it if you need to be tagged out and you've got like a probably a fresher guy, you know, on a corner. But you know, uh, uh, you know, just a, a basic two on two. You know, I, I I do like a tag match. Um, I also like a singles. You know, just a box and a singles match, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I haven't really done anything big, if that makes sense. You know, I've def- I, I haven't done anything gimmicky. Like, I haven't done a steel cage match. I haven't done ladder matches. I haven't done stuff like that. I think my the biggest gimmick match I've done to date is probably that uh, Brawling Hall, Hall that we myself and Big D done. Yep. And I enjoyed that, you know. That, that was good. Obviously, you know... I lost it, you know, he gave me a bit of, he punished me a little bit towards the end, but, um, you know, just thinking back to it, that's probably, yeah, I, I enjoyed it, but I, I'm happy to work whatever. If the promoter comes to me and says, you need to work this, I'd be happy to do it as long as it makes sense, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. But, I mean, um, you mentioned there um, about steel cage and ladder and so on. Is there anything in particular you would love to do that you've not had the opportunity to do yet? And if so, yeah. why? I've always I've always loved the idea of an inferno match purely because of <laughs> okay. Taker and Kane. Obviously, you know there's health and safety risks and all. I understand that. So into I, I've also loved the idea of doing casket match. You know, just the whole like thing behind that um, buried live match. Even though I'm quite claustrophobic, so I probably wouldn't want to be the one buried. So I'd do the best no. I can to make sure <laughs> I win that one. Yeah, I can't imagine it's a pleasant but, um, experience. <laughs> no, no. I'll ask Mark Calloway in a minute. Hang on. Um, no. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know, just speaking, just speaking real, I, I would love to experience a steel cage match. Okay. Yeah, steel cage. Purely because of, you know, obviously watching it yourself, watching it, like, you know, WWE and all that, the excitement that match can bring, you know, and, just just everything about it, I'd love to work in a steel cage. So that's on my bucket list before I retire, hang the boots up and all that, is to work a steel cage. And the ladder match, you know, just just whatever, just whatever, you know. I mean, the cage match as well, I suppose. I mean, from my standpoint as, as a fan, ladder matches are, are a big part for me, purely because I, I'm a huge, anyone who listens to this show and my other show, Chain Wrestling, will, will know I'm a huge Shawn Michaels mark. And I have been since I was about 10 years old. I think the yeah. guy's fantastic. So you got the, the ladder yeah. matches that he was involved in, WrestleMania 10 and so on. So for me personally, as a fan, I love a ladder match, but it's done well. But a steel yeah. cage match, the history involved there, because it goes back as far as you can really think. And some of the biggest rivalries in wrestling have ended up at some stage inside a cage. I mean, we're talking 
flair harley race we're talking bruiser brody in japan we're, we're talking going way back even further than that we're talking you know the 60s and, and so on and even yeah. further it's such a history to to having that, that that ring enclosed in in the steel isn't it yeah exactly and i i personally think you know to any good feud the matches like that they are the good ones you know so like recently we had um edge and rollins it's Saudi in Saudi Arabia and the Hanan Asal. Yes. Perfect, perfect way to finish that feud. It's excellent. The best match on that card, I think, in my opinion. But um, you know, just stuff like that, just like, you know, if the promoter for Ring Wrestling Stars now to rang me in a bit and said, Look, Cubor, you need to sell this a big D now. You know, you need to have a steel cage match to finish this. I would be right up for that. I wouldn't say no. I'd say yes straight away because this needs to end. You know, we've had our history. We we've been friends in RWS. You know, we now we're like bitter enemies for whatever reason. I don't know whatever big whatever's going on in Big DZ. But yeah, I think it needs to happen. I would like to just put that out there. <laughs> I would like it to happen. <laughs> if anyone from RWS is listening, make it happen. There we yeah. go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, before I let you uh, depart and get on with the rest of your evening, uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about Cubor's Bearded Rambles that is returning very soon? I mean, I, I spoke with you on there many, 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 many moons ago. Um, it's been on a little bit of a hiatus similar to SJP um, itself. Do you want to tell us a little bit about when it's returning, what you've got lined up and so on? Yeah, um, so Bearded Rambles, uh, it's basically, uh, I'll, I'll give you a brief description of what it is for anybody listening who's, who is interested. Like you said, it is a podcast just like this one I'm on now. It's a very great podcast, just like the one I'm on now. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Myself. That's okay. <laughs> um, you know, it's just basically a bold headed brawler guy who wants to talk to wrestlers listen listen to about their experiences about their time in wrestling there i want to i want to hear your journeys i want to i want to know what it was like when you took your first bump i want to know what it was like in your first match did you puke did you become a little i, I don't know did you were you scared so you couldn't have that match you know or was it the best match you've had still today and you know i, I just want to know everything about said person you know, uh, I want to dissect everything on how and why you could they got into the business, you know, what made them love it. But, um, you know, but, uh, the bit of rambles went on high just like this uh, podcast, uh, purely mm-hmm. because, you know, as you know yourself, sometimes it can be a bit draining. You know, you burn the candle out both ends, so you need a bit of time off to sort of maybe reinvent it a little bit, you know, to sort of get a spark back again, if you will. Am I correct? Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's where the... Yeah. The, I mean, we discussed before I pressed the little red button here about this sort of awesome, foursome concept that I've been doing since yeah. the show has come back. Uh, and that kind of is exactly what I suppose what you're getting at is reinventing. It's not the only format we're going to do. We're going to carry on having discussions such as this, carry on interviewing guys, carry on just having fans on, talking wrestling in general. But that awesome, foursome concept is a new one. It's it kind of breathed a bit of new life into the show. So I totally agree with where you're coming from in, in regards to... Yeah taking a break and refreshing things i suppose yeah yeah refreshing that's a better right that's a be- much better yeah because <laughs> my vocabulary is rubbish and i'll admit <laughs> that and that's fine and i've said that plenty of times but um yeah uh so it's coming back november 1st that's the plan anyway uh i will be pre-recording my first episode tomorrow night with the current pro wrestling carnage heavyweight champion of the world cayman the welsh wrestling legend crocodilian psychopath okay. Cayman, 
And uh, he's been a guest before, but, you know, again, like what you're doing with me, you're bringing me back on and I'm bringing him back on to see how things have been going with him to see, you know, his reactions about becoming champion on the night on the on current pro wrestling Carnage's debut show, just everything, you know, everything's going on right now for him. And got a couple of guests lined up, lined up, which came and being one. Um, I'm not going to reveal anymore just in case, because things can happen. But, yeah. um, Cards yeah, but anyway, subject to change, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Perfect cards subject to change. And yeah, so bearded rambles should be back on the 1st of November. And, uh, yeah, you'll be able to listen to me talk a little rubbish again. <laughs> Pretty no much. <laughs> okay. Um, so just as we finish up here, do you want to let anybody listening out there know whereabouts, first of all, they can see you perform on any upcoming shows, if you have any details there, and then uh, let everyone know whereabouts they can find you and Bearded Rambles online. Okay, right. So I need to remember now, because the last podcast i done, I forgot a few show dates. It's okay. So... Where are you going to see Keeble? Well, this Saturday, the Pen- uh, yeah, in the Pencoid Welfare Hall in uh, Bridgend, South Wales, for Pro Wrestling Carnage. Not sure what I'm doing there yet. I'm bound to found- find out soon. So that's this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, see, I'm forgetting already. I'm forgetting already. November 19th, Ring Wrestling Stars, Blandford Forum. It's myself versus Big D. Again, I know that's happening for sure, and hopefully this time I will get the better of that big dude. Uh, so EVM Wrestling I'm back there the 11th of December that's at uh, Demont Fort School in Eversham again that's going to be in a tag team match against the House of Cards uh, to to become the first ever EVM tag team champion so I'm hoping we can win that because that'd be fantastic but if not you know we've done it end of story it doesn't matter we we, uh, competed that's the main thing yeah. Um, where else are we? Slamdown Wrestling, December the 5th. That's in Sidenton Village Hall in Sirencester. I don't know what we're doing there. I'm doing something, but I know I'm there. Well, where, are we, where are we now? I know uh, January 2022, VCW returns, which is in Wales. I uh, don't know what I'm doing there yet, but I know I'm set to appear. And I think that's about it, to be honest, right now. But anyway, but if you would like to see where I am, if I haven't mentioned anything, you can go on Facebook. Type in Q-Ball, and it's the, uh, the handsome, bold, and bearded guy that you'll see. And, yeah, that's it. I'm not on Instagram. Well, I am, but that's personal. But I'm not on Twitter because that's too toxic for my liking, and yeah, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the block button is my best friend on Twitter, mate. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. No it's, worries. It's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't do without Twitter, to be honest. Now I've been on there. I had no idea for a long time, but now I've sort of got to grips with it. I don't think I could do without it now, but the block button is definitely my best friend. Q yeah, thank you so, so much for coming back on and having a little chat and a catch-up with me. I look forward to having you back on again very, very soon and looking back at some potentially older matches and so on and just chatting and, and just discussing this crazy world of pro wrestling a little bit further, my friend. That'd be great. Thank you very much for having me on. Sorry if I have rambled a little bit, but there we go. That's just me, so, uh, yeah, no problem at all. No problem at all. Um, and I will speak to you again very soon. Hello, this is Charlie and you are listening to the SJP Wrestling Podcast. Mr. Tyler Peters. Hello, my friend. How are you doing? I am doing great, Sam, and it, it's always a pleasure, my friend. And, and I'm just so thrilled to be a on your show as a guest 
Oh, well, thank you very much. Thank you. I'm, I'm thrilled to have you here, my friend. I'm thrilled to have you here. Um, oh, thank you. Main reason I reached out and, and sort of we got talking online to have a little conversation and get, get you on the show uh, was because, um, well, you're a big wrestling fan, first of all. And you're sort of yes. stepping into um, a little bit of writing as well, which we'll get to shortly. But, uh, I mean, as, as a big wrestling fan, I suppose we'll, we'll start at the beginning. Whereabouts did you first encounter and discover this this crazy, mad world of people pretending to fight each other? <laughs> oh, well, that, that's a great question. Uh, it started, you know, like so many of us, our childhood, probably during the Monday Night Wars and actually previously before that. A lot of WCW, WWE, and of course, I had to go back to the territories and Gosh, Amadi, did I miss a lot going back, reviewing some of the nostalgic stuff, uh, you know, talking the Crockett days and Mid-South and all those great promotions. But, yeah, to be honest with you, what attracted me was the Monday Night Wars, WCW Nitro, of course, Raw with the WWE, WWF then, and just a lot of great storylines happening. And they were such larger-than-life characters. I think that's why we all get invested with them. And there was just really some greats, and we take them for granted now. No knock against the uh, the modern representation of professional wrestling, but there's something to be said about that Attitude Era and the Monday Night Wars, and even before that. I mean, there was some stuff that I forget, man, that was uh, ahead of its time. So that's really probably about the 90s because I was only born in 86, so pretty much the late 80s. So I had to go back to revisit the Andre Hogan moments of WrestleMania 3, and and that was awesome too. Just in my fandom, I was just captivated by all these uh, just great athletes, not only wrestlers, but it, it's hard what they have to do. I mean, it's entertainment, but it's very physical. I mean, they, they do have some battle scars, so to speak. A similar sort of era for me, I guess. I'm a touch older. I was born in 81. My first real wrestling memory was was the Rockers splitting. So that would have been 91-ish. I remember okay. sitting, at, sitting at my nan's house um, over here in the UK. You'd, you'd only get certain shows on, on Sky TV. They wouldn't have it all. And I remember right. sitting at my nan's house because my uncle had Sky on a little tiny portable in his bedroom and watching this happen and thinking, my goodness, what is this? Uh, and then people bought me videotapes for Christmas and I rented the videotapes from the shop down the road and so on. SummerSlam 89 was one of the first ones I saw and all this. So yeah, that kind of similar kind of era, I guess, to yourself. Um, you mentioned there as well about not, not sort of, um, not sort of having a dig or being slight against the, the current product and, and the current wrestlers mm-hmm. that we see now. But I mean, that's what we briefly touched upon before I actually pressed the red button. And when we started chatting today, we did. Yeah. yeah um, find the modern wrestling the modern product in comparison to what i grew up with and what i go back and watch from the 80s and sometimes the earlier i find it so cookie cutter everything comes across the same each week it's the same matches the guys all behave in a similar way uh, wwe i'm primarily talking about um mm-hmm. what are your thoughts upon that then before we sort of get more into into your own experiences what are your thoughts with modern wrestling itself i mean you you said you don't watch a great deal same as me but what are the reasons behind that uh i think uh, i echo your sentiments there's just this there's a few storylines like the roman reigns paul Heyman. i'm all mm-hmm. for with brock lesnar now i'm not saying there's not some good examples out there becky lynch what she's doing with charlotte and uh, that whole saga, as we found out if you read the internet. But anyways, going to your point, uh, my answer would be the, much the same. Too cookie cutter, too much, uh, you know, blase, I guess would be another word. Just too much of the same. Not, not yeah. enough creativity 
I mean, they're trying, and I'm not, you know, I can only speak as a fan from my perspective. I just, there was something about the eras, you know, in our days, our times that I miss as far as the storytelling, building the angles, the build up the matches and the stars. And no offense, I mean, they're doing a great job considering with the pandemic and now fans back, that had to be extremely difficult. So kudos to them. I'm just, you know, even when there's a wrestler I like, I just find myself getting disinterested in the character. And and that's really sad because I I think they're talented, uh, Mm. man or woman. Uh, That's just my feelings. You know, I just, I get kind of bored with it, even when there's a great match. And that's really terrible because used to, I'd be all this matches. That's what I'm looking for. Stone Cold, The Rock, Mankind, Sting, you know, Hogan, something like that. Or Ric Flair for crying out loud, one of the greatest of all times. You know, forget all the controversy. I mean, there he is the nature boy for a reason. And just Brett the Hitman Hart, Shawn Michaels, all those guys. I mean, we all grew up on, on some of the greats. And I guess they spoiled us. I mean, that may be the yeah. issue. They, they kind of, <laughs> I think so. Even though we got our CM Punks that are great, the Samoa Joes and, you know, AJ Styles, all are, you know, he is phenomenal. I just, man, there's that era of heartbreak kid, especially going against Bret Hart and then Ric Flair, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, Sting, Ric Flair, Sting, Hogan, Macho Man, Randy Savage, Andre the Giant, all those, I mean, from every era in promotion, they just resonated. Davey Boy Smith, you know, the British Bulldog. I mean, I'm a big fan of Drew McIntyre. I think he's wonderful. I'm, you know, unfortunately, I think, you know, he's just, he's dealt a bad hand. Whether uh, fair or not, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I just, I just felt terrible after conquering Lesnar that he just wasn't able to hold on to the belt long enough. But I'm still happy for Lashley. It's kind of one of those deals that it's it confuses you, but you kind of get it. I guess if that makes yeah. any sense or logic at all. No, I know where you're coming from. I know you're coming. From. I mean, for me, I, I still, I, mean, I, I watch AEW most weeks. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. anyone who listens to the show or hears me on Chain Wrestling, um, they know that my kind of my wrestling foil, I guess, my, my sort of other eyes on the product is my, is, is my 11-year-old daughter. That's We, we watch a lot of wrestling together, um, and she's AEW crazy, loves it. She sort of stemmed into uh, uh, enjoying AEW from watching a few New Japan shows with me, and that's kind of – it's got its hooks in her, and she loves it. So that's, that's the show that we watch the most here um, in my house. WWE, I still feel that when they get it right, they are incredible. When they get it right, yes, there's, there's so much talent on that roster. I, I think roster-wise, I think it's the deepest talent pool they have had in many, many years. But I don't know if it's the writing or um, just the way t- that they do TV now. It just doesn't seem to doesn't seem to click in the same way. And it seems if you watch, especially Raw. I mean, as you said about the whole Heyman thing on SmackDown with mm-hmm. with Lesnar, that actually hooked me back in. I did watch SmackDown this week, which is the first time in months and months. But Raw, it does seem like if it's a three-hour show. It feels like a slog. And if you watch, say, if I put it on, it's always recorded. Because over here, it's on at like one o'clock in the morning. So if I, if I put Raw on, it's recorded. So I will scan through a lot of it. I could watch a three-hour Raw in 25 minutes. Yeah, so, I get what you're saying. Yeah, three hours is just too long. I, I want to go mm-hmm. to sleep. I, even if I DVR yes. the thing, <laughs> it seems like if I get a posit to go to the bathroom or do something... It's a marathon, and I, that's a shame because I used to sit through three-hour shows, but they were entertaining. They kept me my attention span. I think that's the big thing now. Like SummerSlam 02 was awesome. 
I mean, forget you didn't need a lot of interview segments. You had Kurt Angle, Rey Mysterio, Lesnar oh. winning the title from Rock. I mean, there was some great stuff. Triple H and Shawn Michaels and a just a f- incredible uh, epic battle. I mean, they were showing color. Just I think even then in the early two thousands, the ruthless aggression. Once the Attitude Era and WCW was bought up, I know it's been documented. It's been talked about to death on different podcasts. However, I agree. I mean, that ruthless aggression introduced the OVW class with Cena, Batista, you know, gave us Lesnar and gave us that combination with the Booker T, the WCW stars and and everybody. And it was just a a great time. I mean, it felt like a change of a guard, but in a positive way. And unfortunately for a lot of these companies, it's tough for them to because that's not really fair in comparison and drawing the parallels because we are in a different time. So they're mm-hmm. doing the best they can. So I don't want to come off as some critic act like I know what I'm talking about and can fantasy book. Uh, but we have to have our opinions and what we like and don't like. And I just I agree with you. I think it's just missing the storyline with Lesnar. That kind of brought me back. And, and Roman Reigns is Heyman going to show his true colors or allegiance. I mean, Paul Heyman just is amazing. I know He's I'm agreeing with Court. He is. He, I mean, he just keeps amazing you, impressing you. And I know I'm agreeing with Cornette. That's going to get a lot of hate tweets, but Hey, I'm a Cornette <laughs> fan. I, I am. I, I'll just be honest. I, I wore the shirt. I knew it was going to be instant heat because one guy's like, how can you support that guy? And I, I didn't respond. I'm like, Hey, it, it's my ride. I mean, I'm not saying I always agree with the man, but you can't deny what he's done for the business. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to Cornette, his presence in the business has always been to me a positive when he, mm-hmm. whether he's uh, been a manager, I mean the whole midnight express era. I love the midnight oh. express, all that, that kind of territory and uh, Jim Cogger awesome. promotions yeah. and so absolutely fantastic. And he adds to the product when he was a commentator for a while. I mean, I go back and watch smoke, uh, smoky mountain wrestling now still, which is what of course he was booking. It was his company, wasn't it? And okay, yeah, it was. It's in a little hall. It's a little dingy, whatever. Mm-hmm. I can look past that because the actual product itself is so good. Now, I think you need people like Cornette in the business. You need people like Heyman in the business. Otherwise, you end up with, I mean, AEW is, is an alternative. So when you're looking mainly at WWE, if you haven't got people like a Cornette or a Heyman or even a Russo to a degree when he was mm-hmm. there in the late 90s, uh, giving a different opinion, a different viewpoint, you end up with, I suppose, for want of a better term, same old, same old. You do, because, you, you know, you can say what you want to about all those guys. I mean, even with Bischoff and stuff, but they added their own little twist and wrinkle. Yes. I mean, Bischoff had Kevin Sullivan, who doesn't get enough credit. Even uh, Bischoff has said, man, Kevin, that booking committee, as crazy as it could get, even back when Cornette was on there with Flair, and then you had Dusty at booking and everything, which had some great ideas, but also as good as they were, naturally, you're human. You're going to have some bad ideas. Yeah. And uh, I think that's the thing. Everybody had their own. They could blend it in, the different kind of uh, visions and ideas. And But Vince McMahon, at the end of the day, like Tony Khan's going to be your filter, which is good in some ways, but unfortunately, in other ways, it's just they're going to make mistakes. and. I can't. I think we're seeing that. It's the way the times are going. It's getting more entertainment and more entertainment, which is great because you know I know WWE always branded themselves, but to me, always you know you do have wrestling in your name. Yeah. I, I think that's what always gets me a little bit about Vince. He he never liked being categorized as wrestling, even though that's what he does. Yeah, uh, I guess. that's a really good point. Yeah. 
So I, I think that's the thing, because you know, I'm borrowing points from other podcasts, more people that know the business, like we're mentioning, that's intelligent, that, that kind of open our, our eyes and ears about, hey, you know, that clicks, that makes sense, that, that makes me, you know, not second guess that idea, and they bring it home and, and spin it another way where I can get it, if that, if that kind of uh, makes any sense at all. Like you're talking about Russo yeah. and, and that era, like, you know, I thought that was kind of silly, but... In a way, I was still laughing at it. I mean, exactly. I could hate on it all, but it, it did stand out. I was remembering it, and that's what hey, any TV show or sport, that's what you're wanting, those kind of uh, moments and memories. So they stick out. So what do I know? I mean, I, I know my taste, but we're talking about guys that were heavily involved in the industry that, hey, their fingerprints are still on it. I mean, after mm -hmm. they're done, I mean – you can say what you want to about Bischoff and WCW, but Nitro's a, a lot of the reason that Raw did go three hours. I mean, they they borrowed that model. But, hey, I mean, I, I love WWE. I, I don't want to be critical. And I think AEW, to your point, is doing some great stuff. They all they are, excuse me, an alternative. And uh, Daniel Bryant, they've, they continue to get some great stars. Um, we're wondering, hey, is Bray Wyatt coming in? Uh, that's still the big question. I, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. He kind of, he's playing mind games, even on, on social media, which is interesting. You know, he keeps tweeting. See, Maybe again, he's just coming back to WWE. I, I don't know. <laughs> see again, that's, it's, it's a different yeah. world now, isn't it? I mean, I get, you, uh -huh. you go back to when I got into wrestling. So, okay. My daughter, Charlie, again, I use her as my muse. I use her as my, my sort of foil, I guess she's 11. Now, when I was 11, it was 1991, 1992-ish. Okay. So I right. got to watch wrestling. Um, by VHS tapes that I was given, VHS tapes that I would rent from the video store down the road of pay-per-views that were already 10 years old, and <laughs> and whatever I could catch at my nan's. Now, my little girl, she's watching AEW, but yet, I mean, she, she's got a TV in her bedroom, and she's got a cable box in her bedroom. She can pick up all the channels we can pick up downstairs. Never gets touched, because everything's on her phone. And it's all social media, it's all YouTube, it's all—it's a completely different world. Everything now is at their fingertips, and it's so instant. It's literally this little portable computer you carry around, press a button, you can watch wrestling. And I think it really, that, I mean, it's changed the world, of course, but the professional wrestling world, I think it's made quite a difference as well to how, to how TV is produced. Uh, I, that that is a great point and observation there, Simon. Uh, that's the thing. I mean, I can literally write a blog on my phone. I mean, that mm -hmm. shows you how much technology, even if I'm not near a desktop, uh, to your point. And I think that's awesome. Your daughter's into wrestling. Uh, my sister used to watch it a little bit. John Cena was her favorite, of course, now, you know, because I, I get it. He's got the looks. He's a big movie star. And I, I like John right. Cena myself. He, he's a good dude. Uh and I, I think that's cool. But I'm with you. I used to go to like Blockbuster when yeah. it was a thing over here in the States. And I would rent the VHSs. I'd see like the NWA, the Crockett stuff, or see the, the WrestleManias or SummerSlams like you were mentioning with the Rockers earlier. And it was those storylines that really hit home, like Sean turned on Marty Jannetty. That was a big deal. Nobody saw it coming. And he super kicked him. I think what was a segment the barbershop or something? That's right. Where yeah. he kicked him through the window. I, I got lucky because uh, most of the time I forget. So that that was like, uh, must be your good luck and good charm to make me seem smarter than what I am. Because I'll, I'll pick it myself. That, that's why I'm like, I just, to be honest, don't watch enough of the uh, current product to be educated. Mm -hmm. Other than what? Other than what I see on like Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or some social media outlet, or or the World Wide Web itself, but I think the thing is, Vince, you know, definitely it was not 
kayfabe was not strong once he decided with the commissions and everything, and, and I'm not knocking him for that. But there is something to, to be said about nothing is sacred, and a lot of that's due to like the wrestling media, you know. And it's yeah. not always bad, and it's you know it can be good at times. But I think what I'm getting at is we've ruined the surprise and expectation of what we all missed growing up. And I think that that ruined it for me. Like as cool as it was seeing Daniel Bryan come out at all out and, and see Adam Cole, we kind of knew that that's what was coming. So yep. even though as awesome as it was and the fans still popped and it was quite a, a moment, I'm like, well, you know, and that kind of took the steam out of it because uh, everybody's talking about how they're coming in. Their contracts are, are running out. See, that's, that's what I, I kind of hate, and I know I'm going to make some people mad because they're like, well, then you used to be a dirt sheet writer. Well, yeah, in, in some sense, probably a copycat. I, I'm not going to put myself up there with some of the good ones because uh, let's face it, nobody's heard of Tyler Peters. They've heard of Dave Meltzer and all those guys. But but at the same time, that's why I wanted to kind of make it more opinion pieces like I sent you the one about Ric Flair because I'm thinking, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to do that. I want to I want to go back to just giving some opinions and because – People can go to the the real magazines and pull that stuff up, and and that's their opinion and right to. I just that's the thing, man. Kayfabe was so cool. That's one thing about the old school way that I do miss. Yeah. And I'm not not convinced for that. He's made a lot of money, and it did get families to the shows, which is commendable. And he had to. It was a business move, but it also uh, really dampered a lot about wrestling because I remember when the bad guys would you would hear they dressed together and the good guys dressed in one locker room. They were separate and same with the women. You just don't get that anymore. Everybody's taking pictures together, and as nice as that is, it kind of ruins the mystique. Yeah. I mean, I may be I may be off on that. No, no, a hundred percent. It's it's one of those funny things again. I'm, I keep bringing her up, but it it keeps coming back in the conversation. I'm at that point now. Where I'm not 100 percent sure if my daughter believes or not. Still, mm-hmm. it's kind of that teetering. I'm fairly certain she understands, but I don't want that bubble burst. If that makes sense. So when you see on, um, well, first of all, the, the spoilers factor <laughs> online. If my little girl goes on YouTube or goes on um, any particular site to message her little friends and so on, stuff pops up. This happened on Dynamite. This happened on Dynamite, and it's before we've had a chance because obviously I, I work. She goes to school. Dynamite's on through the night here. We've got to find a suitable time to sit down and watch it together. And spoilers are everywhere. So that kind of takes away a little bit there. But also, the, the, the whole exposing of the business for younger people, for younger fans, the, 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 the much much younger fans, it's just out there all the time. There is no protection at all anymore. And I really do find that a shame. Yeah, because I, I think there was an art, a, a true sense of the word yes. to the wrestling business that is lost now, that we we desperately need and miss. And I think even fans now that wasn't a you know we're not as smartened up as we were then as kids. Thank God, I was kind of glad of that. Now I'm kind of like, you know, there's so much information out now. Mm-hmm. I hate that I'm kind of one of those smart fans. I, I kinda, I'd love to be able to just sit down and watch it. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit repulsed and disgusted with myself about it. Not in a bad way, but I'm like, <laughs> okay, this is this is kind of ruining it. Because uh, here's an example: I like surprises. So if I, mm-hmm. like Christmas, a lot of kids want to, you know, shake and adults want to shake the gifts. I I can't stand that. I want to be shocked. I want to not know. 
And to me, that's you could use that same uh, comparison with wrestling, anything, a movie. I just want to be the twists and turns. I want to get caught up in it, suspend my disbelief, and I'm afraid we can't do that anymore. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you mentioned the returns for AEW. Well, the debuts, sorry, for AEW. We have um, Adam Cole, Daniel Bryan, and so on. Okay, we kind of knew they were coming, uh, but it was still cool. You look at the other side of the coin. Edge turning up at the Royal Rumble. Edge's return at the Rumble. I had no idea. And that was an extra special moment for me, my wife, who's a big Edge fan, uh, and my daughter sat downstairs watching it live. We stayed up. We used to try and stay up and watch certain pay-per-views live, even though it's a bit of a slog with her at school the next day and so on. But um, Hey, that's Edge commitment. Return- yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Edge returning, we didn't, we didn't know. And that just felt better. There was more to it. There was more sizzle to it. There was more sparkle to that moment. So I completely back up what you're saying. I 100% understand where you're coming from with regards to that. Wrestling in general, then, I mean... You've been involved a little bit yourself, haven't you, to a degree, with Coastal Championship Wrestling. Uh, we've had a few people from CCW on the show previously. Um, Vinicius, I believe that's how you pronounce it, isn't it? Oh, yeah, Vinicius, yeah. Man, yeah, he, he but... headbutted me, by the way, and I'm still not happy about it, but what am I going to do at 5'4 when he's like 6'2", 335 <laughs> pounds? So. Well. There you go. Yeah, we've had him on the show talking about the company and his career and so on as well. Quite quite a way back now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting having you on now to talk about where you're going with regards to your writing, but also seeing the tie in there with, with CCW and a former guest. I mean, talk us through that process. I think you added some commentary for their shows, didn't you? Yeah, I've I've really been fortunate and blessed to, to get the opportunities for a wrestling fan, much like yourself, Simon. That's a dream come true. I always looked up to the Jim Rosses, you know, the Bob Cottles, even going back to Lance Russell, especially here in Tennessee and in the Memphis territory, well, Tennessee territory in general. And so many and Gorilla Monsoon, for crying out loud, all those people were huge influences. And not just play-by-play, the color commentaries as well, like Heenan, Ventura, and, and Lawler, and, and all those people. Uh, so, yeah, I've got to do some events uh, just this past Saturday, or maybe it's been a few weeks now. I uh, got the opportunity with Chris Belcher, who's got a great podcast as well, and he's a very talented uh, up-and-coming commentator. He was helping me uh, do play-by-play and, and everything. We split the uh, duties there, and it was uh, in Nashville, the Music City, which not only has musical history, but as you know, big-time wrestling history. Oh, the yes. Goulas family as well, the Wells family, mm-hmm. before even uh, that Jarrett uh, took over in Memphis. So there's all of that that ties in. So CCW, I got to do some commentary uh, for a couple shows, and I've also got to take a bump, which I, I alluded to, the headbutt. I, I still... I'm, I've got a headache now. That's what I tell people because that's what I'm passionate as a fan that yep. I'm not just happy because they asked me how it is. I'm like, hey, these people, it may be entertaining you, but it hurts, man. It, it mm-hmm. It's not it's not all just, uh, okay, we're going in there and that that's how it's going to be. No, it's, uh, it's a big time process and you've got to learn and really study it even with one move. Uh, and uh, I was going to tell you, I was going to take a pound driver originally, which was going to oh, be okay. kind of fun. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but we ended up changing it up, doing it, which the headbutt was great. I mean, it worked out well, but I, I would have, that would have been cool. I mean, I do Paul Bear impersonations anyways. If he would have done like a tombstone, like the Undertaker, Venetius, we're talking about, that would have been cool. Except that would have been doing an oh yes in pain, not a happy oh yes. So, <laughs> but yeah, it, you know, and I've got ring attire, just, you know, learning. 
you know, how they say, pay the dues, setting up mm-hmm. shares, doing, you know, at the independent level. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of great independent promotions, because you'll see a lot of the wrestlers pass through that'll go to a WWE or AEW or an NWA, an Impact Now, uh, New Japan. And the thing is, you'll see a lot of those legends return and do a lot of yeah. matches at an independent promotions. Lawler's still doing that a lot. Actually talked to a guy that trained at the uh, Jacobs uh, – Pritchard Academy in Knoxville. They, a lot of them were there at that show, and they were telling us that's that's a great school. Also, CCW's got a tremendous uh, training facility as well. Got to plug them for sure. And they were talking about uh, just that's what's cool. One of the guys had a match with Jerry the King Lawler. I mean, that, that shows you, man, wow. Lawler still looks great, and he still can work. He's still a great wrestler, a big draw even going yeah. to high schools. and But he, he's not so arrogant that he don't remember his roots because a lot of these guys had to come up the hard way talking about paying dues. Bobby Heenan would often get ring attire. He talked about it in a shoot interview, and you don't think about Bobby the Brain Heenan getting ring attire. But he's like, man, I was such a fan of the matches. Then I got involved, much like Cornette. We talked about Paul Barrett being Percy Pringle before Bill Moody, God rest his soul. When I do the impersonations, I love those people like Dusty Rhodes and Bruce Pritchard, of course, is a big influence because he he's awesome at all these impersonations. That's why I'm a big yeah. fan of the podcast. <laughs> I mean, he, I just get I laugh every time he goes off into Vince or Dusty or or Jerry. That's Jared. what makes the show for me. Yeah, I, it I, does. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, you know, Vince has to be hard because it's like you're gargling. I mean, it really is. He's got that distinctive, like, you know, when he says you're fired. So I, I just get, I laugh all the time. So that's my influence there. So yeah, CCW is great, man. They've got so much talent. Camille's been there from NWA, uh, Tom mm-hmm. Latimer, hey, represents some great Britain there. Some of the great talent yeah. that's, that's came over. So that's, what's awesome. And I'm a big fan of what Nick Aldis is doing. I, Unfortunately, I don't have the money, the income to watch it all the time when they move the fight. I'm happy for them. I understand the move. Yeah, That's why that I kind of miss insane. YouTube. Yeah, because I, I loved what they were doing. It was like a throwback for all the old school fans, but with some new school sprinkled in. So I enjoyed it. I mean, the, all the, I'm the as well, you, you mentioned there the cost. It does all add up. You know, yeah. I mean, you've got, uh, you know, literally for the purpose of doing what I do with regards to this show, chain wrestling, and so on, the WWE network is effectively a must. Um, I, I imagine I would have it anyway, just to go back and watch the old stuff for my own amusement. But for, yeah. for podcast purposes, research purposes, it, I kind of need that anyway. So straight away, that, that's, that's £10 a month. Um, to watch AEW when I want. Cause it's, it is shown over here on ITV4, which is um, a free view, free to air station. It's available in basically every home who's, who's got, a, got a dish, so to speak. All right. Um, but it's, it's on four or five days late, and it's on in the middle of the night. Now, you can pay, I think it's about £4, £4.50 to get Dynamite live via fight over here. So I do that. Then we can watch it on demand whenever it suits my daughter, my wife and I. You add to that New Japan World, which I sometimes subscribe to, depending on what the events are. It, it all just keeps adding up and adding up and adding up. And I think on one hand, that's that's a negative because I want to watch the NWA, but that's even more money. I want to watch it. I, I do too, yeah. More money. It's but too then, much. Uh-huh. I suppose on the plus side, there's so much out there. People have got options. People have got a variety to choose from. Oh, they do. And, and that's the thing. And I'm happy for that. Cause if you don't, if you get tired of WWE, Hey, you can go to access TV or get the impact app, or you talked about new Japan world. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like you though. I can't wait for the events. Cause man, they're, they're so busy, which I'm happy for the talent. 
But I, I think of all the companies that we think over here or maybe over in Europe that have the grueling schedules, man, the Japanese schedule is something. Yeah. I mean, they have a lot of tours, which is cool, but I kind of get wore out on it, even though I like it. I mean, I'm like, I can't keep up with all this and still keep up, even if I go back to watching what's over here, you know, and over in Europe, which I love. I love, I wish I could watch uh, NXT UK because I think it's just as good as what we're seeing over here. Just I, it's a shame the time difference. I forget about it, but yeah. I've got it on Peacock's got it. So I, I need to go back and check out at least some reruns okay. that they've shown. Yeah. Cause I, I enjoyed it. And I knew, uh, what was, uh, she was with Will Ospreay, but she's with that brand now. What is her name? Uh, now? Is it bait? B Presley, B Presley. That's it. And I know they had to change that, but that's who I'm thinking of. Man, that was big because I I didn't mm-hmm. uh, expect her to make the move, but it, you know it kind of makes sense because it's in Britain. I know she was made some appearances with AEW, and that, but that didn't pan out uh, for whatever reason. So that's that's what's cool. There's some great talent, and Pete Dunne, man, when he would oh. pull those fingers back, I mean that that's really painful. Cringe. I have to I have to hold my hands. I mean, yeah, I really <laughs> do. I'm like, I hope I don't meet that guy in a bar and make him mad. And he, you know, some American and he goes, here, let me teach you something. I learned, you know, here's some wrestling for you. I'm like, okay. Don't break my hands. I, whatever money you need, I'll pay, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he seems like one of those guys. Yeah. You know, it's going back a few years. He, he yeah. takes a bump to the outside. He's on the floor and he's kind of led that against the crowd barrier, like the old fashioned kind of, almost WWF style <laughs> metal kind of just metal fencing, you know? Sure. And he's dead there and he's grabbing at this girl's leg undoes the laces, takes her shoe off, jumps up and hits his opponent with, a, with the fan's shoe. It's wow. so creative. It is absolutely brilliant. It's so, the guy is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, Pete Dunne, all those guys, Imperium. I love Walter. Oh my gosh. Oh, Any yeah. match with Walter. So there's a lot of the new stars. I enjoy. I just, we, I mean, they're attraction for a reason, especially here in North America. But it's a shame we don't, unless they're over at NXT, we don't really see them enough. It's mm-hmm. just, oh, what a treasure. Yeah, there, there's so much talent. Like I said, I, there's some that I, I think highly of. I'm just with you. I'm, I'm more of an old school kind of guy. And, I, hey, I'm envious of you having the WWE Network elsewhere. Peacock's getting better, but at first we were like, Okay, we really miss the old network. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> sir, there was a lot going on, but now it's finally kind of you just got to be patient. It's a virtue, and it finally things settled down where it's like, okay, this is tolerable. You know, at least we're getting they're adding stuff, and it's because really I, that's my thing for research, or even if I just wanted to write up on some that that comes yeah. in handy. Just being able to, like you're saying, talk whether you're discussing or writing about a show. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of nuggets in there that are just really valuable. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, you, you mentioned uh, writing and research and so on there. And it's the main reason I kind of wanted to bring, oh, other than just chatting wrestling in general, which I always enjoy. Um, oh, I the main do reason, Yeah, the main reason I wanted to bring you on was to talk about your your, your previous podcasts, which you've now sort of stepped away from, um, and you're going into, into writing and you're setting up your own site and uh, various opinion pieces. I mean, I recently read one, away from wrestling about the movie Halloween. And that caught my eye straight away because that's one of my personal favorite, favorite films, uh, flair as well. You sent me a piece to look through about Ric Flair, which I really enjoyed. Um, Just tell us a little bit about that then. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I just decided to, uh, you know, get out of my comfort zone a little bit and, and see what I could do with blogging with the website. And, 
it's uh, actually speaking of podcasts, I was using the the vehicle uh, through a podcast or anchor uh, where you can just kind of create a website or a blog, Tyler's Tag Podcast.coms, where it's under, but I'm wanting to rebrand it just Tyler's Tag.com and get away from that, even though you can still, you know, listen to past episodes where I'm kind of first starting out and, and trying to improve, just like with Ronnie. But I'm mainly uh, stepping away, taking a break from all that, like you said, and, and focusing, concentrating a lot on not only original stories, but, you know, like a Ric Flair piece or Halloween. I, I'm with you. That's just one of my favorites. It, it's a cool yeah. classic for a reason. And I actually watched Halloween Kills. Not going to give anything away about that, but I did. I had to go to the theater. My family actually are such big fans that we went to the theater we we said hey i know it we know it's on peacock but we've got to go watch that in the theater so we're we're that much of marsh not only for wrestling but for horror movies so yes <laughs> so yeah i wanted to do it and i didn't even realize i actually kind of got this from another article that the date that it was actually been 43 years since the original back in 78 was released. And I thought, why don't I just kind of come at it the best I can with my perspective and I can always go back and edit or redo some. In fact, I had to re-edit because I watched Halloween too. I'm not making this up. And actually one of the points I had to kind of say it was a precursor because I forgot we didn't find out till Halloween too. I, I was, cause it, they all kind of flow, especially yeah. those first two. And it just, sometimes that happens. It's almost like, they literally just go straight into each other, don't they? They do, yeah. Yeah. Which I, I like. I think it's good. Now, Carpenter, for whatever reason, wasn't crazy. I think he wanted to to end after Halloween, but you think of all the sequels and ways you can go about that story. Mm-hmm. And now the new ones, which I'm glad he's still involved in doing the music. I've tried to practice that in the keyboard. I'm, I'm not a musician. I may sing a little bit, but I, I love just trying to get that little riff. It, it scares yeah. me. I, I feel like he's going to come out while I'm playing it. It's like you're playing it so wrong that you deserve to get whatever's coming. To you. I, mean, that, 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 I mean, I can make a joke, but that's probably my luck. So heaven forbid. So, yeah, I mean, tell us a little bit more then about about Tyler's take, uh, the the articles, whereabouts people can find it is most important, I guess. And what's oh, kind yeah. of inspired, inspired you to, to to step into that? I mean, it, it, just talking with you now, it, it's apparent that this is something you, you're very natural at, discussing wrestling, your passion comes through, uh, and you're very you know, very well-informed and an and intelligent well, person to, to, to discuss this topic with. And, you know, I've really enjoyed our conversation today. Why is it that you stepped away from podcasting to start the writing site? Is there any particular reason, any particular inspiration at all? Uh, you know, I, uh, first of all, I want to say that I, I appreciate all the podcasts that I've been able to be on. Uh, and just put it out there, nothing wrong, personal, you know, life for, for everybody just gets in the way sometimes. And mm-hmm. I, I just really, to be honest, I didn't watch enough, needed a break from the modern wrestling. And I wanted to honestly to focus on the writing, like you were saying. And I, I've just been inspired. I've I've been writing for Coastal Championship Wrestling, the magazine as well. They gave me opportunities there. And it kind of made me think, why don't I not just wrestling, but cover a, a little bit of everything? Because, you know, I was at a previous website before where it was a lot of that model. Then the Buzz, another great website. And I thought they kind of inspired me to uh, mm-hmm. try to do this. So why not? You know, I'm, I can just take from what I learned and, and do what I, the best I can. Because there was some tremendous uh, writers and editors on those websites. So I have to give them a lot of credit and major respect for you know, this really opened up that vehicle because I thought, you know, maybe I could try. I didn't want to seem like I was copycatting, but maybe just blog about something, uh, you yeah. know, get an article up every now and then. So, and I'm still working on it. So 
because my uncle, he was, uh, he'll like them and, and kind of read them and, and it's so courteous. He'll say, well, I can't pull up the website. So I'm like, well, that's okay. Cause it's still much a work in progress. It, it's always a learning experience and uh, you know, it does take money. So it may just be where it's an article through social media for right now till I can, you know, get more yeah. support. It's just, it's part of life. I mean, it happens. I, I'm just being real with everybody. So, yeah, of course, of course. Okay. Um, Brilliant stuff. What I would like to do then, if we can, is let, uh, if you don't mind letting everyone know whereabouts they can find your excellent stuff, I'll tag you in this episode when I believe this will be coming out literally the next day or two. So I will cool. tag you in this as well so people can find you and your work. Um, and then I would love when, uh, in sometime in the future to have you back on the show. Uh, maybe not. I mean, modern wrestling is not maybe my wheelhouse and you say it's not yours we could go back and look at an old nwa event together anything like that i think i think that'd be really interesting oh i i would love that i definitely would love to come back it's an honor simon i mean you're you're very well you know talented guy your reputation oh, well, precedes you. you i know you're like man this guy's being too nice but no I, I want everybody to know and they probably do know how how great this guy because we we've messaged before and i I'm just so honored, and it's cool to make connections with uh, some British friends too, because I, I think that's important. Not just having it here in the states, but there, there's mm-hmm. a lot of fans and and just passionate people over in, in Britain, Europe, and, and around the world. So that, that's my, that's why I say I'm just so humbled that you you invited me. It, it just really meant a lot, because uh, you know we we all go through a lot with uh, the current situation in life, and it just uh, just your hand and extending that branch, so to speak, just uh, it really meant a lot. I wanted to tell you personally. Oh, did. honestly, no problem at all. Don't mention it. It's it's, it's been been great getting to actually uh, talk to you properly rather than just via message. It's been awesome. I look forward to doing it again and discussing uh, this crazy world of pro wrestling with you a bit further. Yes. If you can just let everyone know whereabouts they can find you online, then, my friend. Yes, uh, I'm at Dustin Tyler eighty six, and that'll be a capital D and T. Uh, on Twitter and then just DD Peters 86 in lowercase letters on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook, but mainly uh, where you want to find me is on uh, Twitter and Instagram uh, will be the, the two main social media sites to where a lot of my articles, but Facebook too, I'll have, and I'm just under Tyler Peters on there, but it may pull up different ones, uh, different Tyler. So just be careful with that because you may go, Hey, this guy ain't writing about wrestling. So th- just for example, cause I, I've done that. I've done that trying to look for people. I mean, it's just common. You, you got to have a reference and, uh, but th- that's pretty much it. And, uh, Tyler's take podcast, all capital letters dot wordpress.com. It's through WordPress. Uh, it's as simple as that, but it may not pull up. Like I say, it may have to just go through the links I post through, uh, yeah. social media right now. Just being yeah, fair. No problem. And all your social links and so on, I will share when I share this episode and so on. So people can hopefully find you via that method as well. And, uh, yes, check, pre- out, check out your great content, mate. I really, really enjoyed reading your oh, articles. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll, I'll continue. I, I may, you know, it's one of those crazy things, Sam, and, and you as well as you know, you'll go, I don't feel like writing right now. You know, I'll take a break. Then you'll get an idea or see something. You're like, well, let me do some research. And, you know, I may could get a yeah. few paragraphs going. So it, it can be spontaneous as that. Yep. Yeah. And it kind of snowballs away. I know what you mean. Uh-huh. I totally know what you mean. Okay. Well, um, thank you so, so much for joining me this well evening and afternoon for yourself. And I'll, I'll speak to you again very soon, my friend. Sounds great. Thank you. Cheers.